2: To a Celtic state of mind, I'm Paul John Dykes, and this afternoon I'm joined by Kevin McCluskey, who is dialing in from Hungary to talk about Celtic 4 Aberdeen Nil. I did say at halftime it was going to be 4-0, Kevin. Um a dominant performance. Uh yeah, first half probably easier on the eye, but this is a team, Kevin, uh under to Koglu, that you know, we've always got it in the tank. We can we can step it up a gear. Uh, you know, the players that came on last week and this week made a difference to the tempo of the game, made a difference to the outcome of the game involved in the goals. Um, overall, what do you make of that performance against the Aberdeen side who are in the kind of doldrums ever since you and I uh, covered the game back on the 17th of December, I think it was? That's
3: right. We're the ones that put the kiss of death in the
2: season, I think, uh, after that one. No,
3: nope. uh, you know, starting off, you did call it, didn't you? You said it was going to be 2 nothing, but you meant 2 nothing in both halves. Of course. Can you get the points for that one. Absolutely. Um, do you know what? This was just a perfect performance, I think, all round. When you think about it, if you look at it, you go the first half, we've absolutely blown Aberdeen out of the water from the very first minute. Get the goal. It was after two, three minutes of the game. As we said at half time, it just settles any nerves that there's going to be. Dominate the rest of the game, get a second. Could have been four or five by half time. It was yeah. absolutely. Sensational football. Then the second half, there's no need to keep that break, breakneck speed going or anything like that. You, know, you can manage the game out.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Aberdeen are a side that's going through a bit of a transition. They're not in any sort of good space at the moment. So I don't think there was ever any danger that they were going to come back and cause us very many problems. We've got a cup final to look forward to next weekend. So there was no need to keep that, as I said, that 100 mile an hour pace going, that ferocity. We just see the game through. <laughs> Excuse me. And we did that. We did that a couple of weeks back. I think against St John's in the game that we covered. I think we did the same against Dundee United. We've got the game won by half time. The first fifteen minutes of the second half is just managing it, seeing it through to the hour mark. We make a couple of changes. We've got Abada, Iwata, Haxabanovic all coming on. Players have got something to prove. Doubt they're going to make it into the team for next weekend, but none of them did themselves any any harm. They all put in good performances. Uh, you get Keo go on as well for the last twenty minutes. Again, you know, running about, energetic as always. Didn't look as though his uh, injury from last week was carried on. And then the last fifteen minutes again, we're able just to step step back another level. We get two goals. We get your four nothing prediction because we all know that you meant two 0 in and, both. And
2: Paul Byrne. I hope Paul had a few quid on it.
3: Oh, exactly. You know. Let's hope he did. And if he did, um, there's, he can
2: all buy us a pint. Um, you know. I wonder if, but, I wonder if it's we, the Paul Byrne the Paul Burn that played for Celtic. We signed him for eighty grand from Bangor. He had been at Arsenal as a kid. And, uh, yeah, Liam Brady signed two, up, remember? Two, goals. two wonder goals against Strangers as well. He did, he did. And the right, volley, man. listen, we're digressing, but the volley that he scored oh. was, uh, it was a pin-perfect pass by John Collins, who at that time was the predator-wearing John Collins. Remember the big deal where he was Predator? Um, and the reason I say that is because he was able to pick a pass very much like our very own Rio Atate. Stephen Sloan um, has just brought up that he's a player of the year. Listen, I don't agree with it. I don't disagree with that in the slightest. At the beginning of the season, I had a, a conversation about the coming season and my prediction was Rio Atate was going to be the player of the year. And uh, by the way, I never remind you when I get things wrong, but when I do get them right, I will, I will bring that up on a regular basis. Um, and we, we were speaking about it at half time. I want to spend a wee bit of time talking about Hatati. The performance level is astonishing, right? Um, I think when he came back into the, even in the pre season games, he just, there was a look about him like, you know, this is a player who, you know, there was a wee bit of criticism that, he had this peak last season and then he dipped a bit and then people were saying, but listen, he was on the back of a full season in Japan. He comes to Celtic in January, he's had no break. He then spoke about the fact that there was the the element of that, both mentally and physically, Kevin, that did affect his game. And we were all glad that he had a wee break in the pre-season, but when he came back, he looked lean. He looked, you know, physically, he looked as though he transformed over a, a very short period of time. And what we've, we're seeing now as a player who at 25 years of age um, has added elements to his game that, you know, under hans Postecoglou's guidance, that, you know, he's got even better than that player that burst onto the scene last last season. He's one of the guys that we're going to have in that category, Kevin, isn't he? That we say he's a Champions League player, like Van Dijk, like Van Yama, like all these guys that have kept them together. We might have been a Champions League team, but I know it's not as easy as that. Hatati's in that category right now.
3: He has to be. It has to be. The way he's playing just now, he's playing on a different level and he's doing it week in, week out, which is what you want to see. Because, you know, if you want to use the players that you've mentioned previously, um, Paddy McCourt, being one of those guys who could turn it on every now and again, was a marvellous entertainer but had zero consistency. He didn't know what you were getting five minutes, uh, from minute to minute with him. Uh, Paul Byrne. <laughs> And, and, and you know, I hope the Paul wouldn't wanted the four nothing is the same one. And if you yeah, are, I'm sorry for what I'm going to say. You were a very inconsistent footballer if you if you were him. But you, you could turn it on and get those two goals. You know, against Rangers, the ones that mattered. Hatati's one of those players that just seems to turn it on every single week. And uh, you know, the the two things that we've spoken about most this season on half time and post matches, and thankfully we don't need to talk about one of them today has been VAR ruining yeah, a game somehow or, yep. or Hatate dominating a game mm-hmm. and that's the one you want to talk about and he's done it again today his, uh, his skill for that third goal as well, the lead drag back and then the pass through the legs I think he gets to McGregor and again, like I said about O at half time, he's not sitting back and just you know marvelling at what he's done he's thinking that one or two step ahead he's getting himself into the position again Yeah. the finish is just, it's just brilliant keeper's got no chance And uh, I see a comment that's just come in that's going to say what I was going to say from Kevin Porter. I think he's just a class act. Yes. He is just a class act. And he will be a player that will go on. Sadly, I think he'll go on somewhere else and play regular high-level Champions League football. But he's definitely a player that is showing the ability that he can play at that level. And I really, really hope it's for us.
2: Yeah, I do. I do, Kevin, because that that is the frustration. And we we see it with with the the whole horizon in front as we know exactly the landscape of Scottish football. We know how Celtic operate. We're a very well-run football club and we have worked the transfer market very, very well over the years, um, and as Brian Denning keeps saying, I don't think we've changed the structure of what we do in terms of recruitment, we've just done it better. And I think that when you look at the quality player that Anne just brought in over four transfer windows, you look at the next transfer window and you think to yourself, well, imagine me we bringing another four players of that quality. You know, a Catna mm-hmm. Vickers, a Jota, a Hatati, an O'Reilly, and some of the other guys we've not seen enough of to make a, a real... Uh, kind of opinion uh, based statement about Iwata will talk about Haxabanovich you know these players that could become excellent players oh uh, I'll be talking about his performance as well what if we make another four signings in the summer that are as good as these guys we're talking about? In the back of my mind, I'm thinking we might lose a couple because we lost a couple there, and Jakimakis mm-hmm. and Juranovic, which was, you know, I think we're good enough to lose those two players and for it not to hinder us too much. But that's because the recruitment's been so good that we've actually got replacements in the door before they've left. But then you start looking at the squad, Kevin, if we bring in another four at that level, and you think to yourself, wow, well, we might be uh, looking at something really special here. Talking about keeping that level of player at the club long enough that uh, you've got half a dozen of these guys, that is possible under Ange. Another point I would uh, make as well about Hatati, that's him now scored nine goals from midfield. We're in the middle of February. Uh, you always look at, at midfielders and think to yourself in that position, can they get any double figures? Which is a brilliant return for a midfield player. And he's, he's hit nine goals already, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, we could maybe score 15 goals this season, which is an astonishing return. Atati, his performance has been superb. I want to also talk about the uh, the first start from our new striker, Oh, Stephen Sloan wasn't as impressed with O. I think, if I'm being as fair as possible, I thought he played really well in the first half, but he seemed to tire, Kevin. I would need to ask the question. His He used to... That level of intensity, is he, is, is he used to that level of possession? Is he used to, you know, that amount of balls played into a, a space? Probably not at his previous club. So I, I can give him a bit of a free pass on that one.
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've got no idea how, is it Suwon, Blue Wings, his old club, I've no idea how they used to play. But I'd imagine it would be there'd be some similarities to how we play because Ange is looking to bring in players that can fit the system. Um whether he tired in the second half, yeah, he probably did. But then I don't think he's played. He didn't play much football post-World Cup to sign in for us, if any. And then he's only had probably until last weekend about an hour of football across three or four sub appearances for us. So I'm not going to be too harsh on him. I'll judge him in his first half performance, which is when he, he was at his fittest in the game. I thought he was really good. I thought he showed a lot of signs that once he gets up to match practice and match fitness, he's going to be a really good second option for us to have up front, and someone that maybe over time can actually push Kyogo for that jersey. And it's it's like you say as well, looking at transfer windows and looking ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not wishing anyone out the door in any way, but you're now in a position where you would go. If Kyogo was to leave for some reason in the summer, you'd be fairly confident, or I would be anyway, that O can step into that position, and you'd be fairly confident that there's someone else lined up to come in already. Yeah, and that was that's going back uh, partly as well to my my point in in the um, in the pre-match about David Turnbull, But he's got to wonder about his future now as well because he hasn't been good enough to be a starter. He's a very good player. I'll put that on record. I think Turnbull's a really good player, but he hasn't been good enough to be a starter. If we're signing players of Hatati O'Reilly's quality. Iwata looks to be a good player, in he my does. opinion. He does. We, we're going to go and sign another midfielder in the summer, you would think he's going to be even better. So that pushes Turnbull further down. And in a way, it's actually a great thing when you can have a player as good as David Turnbull, who's not even guaranteed to get a place on the bench. mm mm-hmm. And that's, that's the progress that we've made in 18 months.
2: See, evolution as well of the squad, Kevin. You, you yeah. think, go back to what I said there, we bring in four players in the summer. And, and let's, say, let's be realistic and say we lose two from the established squad, right? I'm not talking players like Stephen Welsh, who I would expect to leave because he's not going to get the game time. Maybe David Turnbull, because he's not going to get the game time. But maybe a couple of the established players, like we've seen here with Yakimakis and Juranovic, you're still two up. If you bring the four in now, we may get very lucky and those four all click straight away. That's unlikely. Now, I know that happened with Carter Vickers. It happened with Starfelt, It happened with Abada and Jota. But it's unlikely for that to happen, right? So then you're looking at that group of players that we've mentioned in Awata and O and Haksabanovich and Kobayashi even, who have by that time settled in and they're giving you the performances. And this new batch of players you know what, it might take till the following January, but once they start kicking on, then you've got that strength within a team and a squad that you start to look ahead and think, wait a minute, what is European success? Is it now different from what it was 12 months ago? And I think that's something that I'm very excited about. Uh, Joseph McGonagall, for every three they score, we score four. You're absolutely spot on. Um, The other scores today, Dundee United were playing St. Johnston at Tanadice, Dundee United one St Johnston, 2, a couple of goals from Stevie May and Levitt at Dundee United, who looked a decent player when he was on loan there, he scored the goal uh, for United. Hibs beat Kilmarnock 2-0, Fish and Hopper, Hoppe, Hoppy, Hoppe, Hoppe. we'll call him Hoppe, Uh, Vassell got sent off for Kilmarnock, Magidi had an assist, Aidan um, you remember him I think he was stuck on about 99 caps for Ireland couldn't he quite get over that ton uh, Livingston 0 Rangers 3 opening and scoring with a tavernier penalty surprisingly enough oh, surprise, and there was a surprise. yeah there was a sending off for Livingston as well which is another surprise and uh, St Mirren oh, 1 Ross County nil. St Mirren pretty much um, a full house in their bingo card is it not it is great uh, card
1: yeah. for their
2: position and a penalty and a penalty. Yeah, and St Mirren beat Ross County 1-0. That was a, a very interesting fixture, that one, actually. And I think Robinson's doing a very good job at St Mirren. I'm pretty sure he'll be on the radar of potentially Aberdeen um, and maybe a few other clubs as well. Because to get a team like St Mirren with their budget and into the top six is, is a great job. Well done to them. As long as we can ste- keep pumping them 5-1, I'll be quite happy mm-hmm. with that. So, Celtic and Rangers going to the cup final next week, both on form. I mean, we've got to be as balanced as possible. Rangers are on a good run of form. Um, I think the only domestic game that they've dropped anything in was against us. Would they be right in saying that since Michael Beale took over? Um, so, I in think, terms yeah. of the form, yeah, we're scoring more goals, as Joseph McGonagall points out, but we're going in with, this, with the same kind of form since, uh, since Beale came in. And um, do I think that they're as good as us? No, I don't. I think we've got f- far more quality. It's a one-off game, it's a cup game, it's a cup final, Kevin. And I've been disappointed in cup finals previously where we've been beaten by a Rangers side that I didn't think were as good as us. So I'm not counting my chickens, that's for sure. But um, today's performance does raise a few questions about the team selection next week. Um, Last week we saw how Hatate and O'Reilly came on and made a really good impact. And obviously they retained their starting positions this week, partly due to injury to to uh, Turnbull and, and Moy, who's, who started last week. Who do you think um, performed well enough today to be in Angie's sight for a start next week? Um, do you think that uh, the likes of Haksabanovic even has given him something to think about? I thought he, he looked really dynamic. Abada gets his goal and what a finish it was. Um, and of course, you've got O'Reilly coming back in for Moy, who has been a bit of a, a first pick. And one of the criticisms we made was that Moy was was dropped against Rangers last time round in the two-each game. What do you think Ange is is looking at uh, for next week? What changes do you think he might make? Right.
1: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. I think
3: I'll I'll, uh, I'll name the team right now (laughs) from what I think it will be for it. I think we're going to have Joe Hart in goals. I think that's obviously... Much a stick on your back four is going to be Johnston, Carter Vickers, Stafford Taylor. It's the strongest back four, can't make any changes for that midfield. McGregor, Hatate, and I'm gonna say if he's fit, Aaron Moy will play. Um, largely because I think it was a mistake mm. that, um, that he took him out the team's the game at Ibrox. I think we missed him, we just missed that other controlling, influencing the midfield Cam player, with he's he's passing. O'Reilly's done really well in the last couple of games that he's come in and played but I just feel that from that game, Moy will get the nod. Mm -hmm. And then Jota, Maeda, Kyogo up front. I don't see him making wholesale changes. I don't see him doing a Guardiola and pulling some rabbit out the hat. It's going to be a, a great kind of tactical innovation or here's Here's a player coming in out of the cold to try and win us the game. I think we've got a fairly settled, strong team that can go out and play. For me, the only only doubt is who partners uh, McGregor and Hitati in the midfield. Mm. And whoever it is, whoever makes up that midfield, whoever makes up the starting team, I think is going to be strong enough to go and win the game. I really think they should be. The only reason we didn't win at Ibrox was because we just, we underperformed. I don't think Rangers played particularly well that day. They had a really good 10, 15 minutes at the start of the second half. Yeah. Outside of that, at worst, it was an even game, or I felt we were on top. And if we can just turn up, we'll win the game. And if the starting team isn't, somebody that you mentioned, Derek Zabanovich, I think would be a great player to come off the bench again because I thought he was really good when he came on he was involved in yeah. everything after he came on everything good that we did came through him mm-hmm. to some degree whether he was out wide or in that centre position which I think is it's probably possibly his best playing that kind of the number 10 uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quietly confident I don't like that feeling going into these games because anything can happen in them but you've got to look at that team and just think if they turn up on the day they'll beat anyone
2: I think it's a good point there, Haksabanovic. If you imagine the bench, Haksabanovic, O'Reilly, uh, being on that bench as well. Or oh, you know, giving you an option. Mm-hmm. Awata, if you want to shore things up, he looks a player that um, I think it might have been yourself that said this, perhaps Lawrence, that he's always given an out ball. You know, you, you see a lot of footballers that even at this level, um, they'll, they'll stand with their hand up in the air as if they want the ball, but they're not standing in a good position. They're standing behind the player. The ball's not on, but they're making out like they're wanting it, but they're actually hiding to a degree. A Watt is not that type of footballer. He always wants the ball, he's always getting into space. Um, always. And that, from, from, the mo- from the moment he stepped on the park, was it against Morton, his debut? He was just asking for the demanding. ball. Demanding, yeah. Absolutely.
3: Demanding the ball. And mm-hmm. I love to see that from a centre midfielder, somebody that's playing it in that particular role, just demanding it. And I, uh, for the very first moment, and he did it today so many times. And like you say, he's not just, he's not posturing. And like doing anything for show, he's taking every step to the side, he's finding the space, he's demanding the ball, and then
2: he's telling everyone else where to go. Yeah, it's again, it's brilliant. It's great to see another guy, of course, is a batter who performs well against Rangers and um, I think performed well when he came on today. He must be at that stage at the moment where he's he wants to get in and about that starting lineup, but he's up against two guys, and Jota and Maeda, who their performances at the moment. Um, wouldn't allow you to drop them. So we're going to have a very strong bench. I'm keen to get your thoughts, so keep them coming in. Um, a good crowd of you in there to just now about 600 uh, strong on the live comments Stevie boy, hope PJD stuck some shekels on his second half score prediction. I don't bet. You know, every time I get it right, I I'll often wonder. Um, but again, like everybody else, I'm pretty sure 98% of my predictions are wrong. Haxabanovic's been decent, thought uh, with the water and Kyle switch, we lost a bit of shape. Hatati wow, the boy's on fire. He is he's absolutely sensational. Um, but I do want to mention McGregor because all too often, it's easy to forget his contribution. Um, and sometimes even in the comments, people say you give him too much of an easy ride at times. You you look back to that first half, what settled us? It was early goal. The captain gets early goal, you know, and then for the rest of the game, for me, he he, he does orchestrate the pace from midfield. Um, he's always looking to link up between the defence and, and the forwards. I think he's a, a player that he gives you a, a level of consistency, Kevin, that often at, at the end of the game, you and I don't talk about him because he's so consistent that you just expect it from him.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the stream's kind of gone a little bit for man, so I'm not sure if you can still hear me clearly. I can. Um, yeah, yeah he's uh, perfect. Uh, yeah, he is. He's um, he's the perfect foil for somebody like Hatate. Uh, and I was thinking about this before, just how well they work. Because you've got Hatate that we speak about that does, as we say, like the high risk passing, and he's all the energy, he's trying to make things happen all the time. And then you've got McGregor behind him, who's just. What is it? The metronome, really. He just makes things tick. Mm -hmm. The ball comes to him, he recycles the play left or right or through the middle. He slows the game down when it needs to be slowed down. He picks the tempo up when it needs to be picked up. And he's just so good at everything that he does that he almost does go unnoticed at times now. And he, he he has set those standards so high that, again, he's so consistent with them that he meets them pretty much week in, week out that you don't need to talk about him or you don't feel like you need to talk about him being the sensational player because he's just he is just now that good. This level of consistency is what you expect. Mm-hmm. I spoke about Joe Ledley before being that player that's like a 7 out of 10. McGregor must be an 8 or a 9 every week because he just he just does everything so well. And you, you notice it more when he's not in the team and I think that's the sign of, of how good a player he is. As much as when he was out, O'Reilly dropped back and came in and did really well in his position, he wasn't like McGregor. And you could tell that when we needed just that wee bit extra drive, it wasn't coming quite the same. And McGregor just, he, he manages games so well. He's just, uh, he's, I mean, he's the captain for a reason. Because he's just such an important player to how we want to play.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's an element of his game that 18 months ago, that it was being questioned, that leadership quality.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the captaincy I, I, was up. Up for grabs.
3: I was one. I was one that questioned it, mm-hmm. and I will happily say that I did because I just didn't see him being a captain material. I just there was something about him because he's the quiet guy. I think or he, he appears to be. I just thought oh, I'm not sure I can see him really, you know, grabbing games by the scruff of the neck and leading the team. But he leads in a in a different way. He leads by example. And he did it up at Aberdeen at in the game that we did in December. He scores the late goal that wins the game. He mm-hmm. stepped up then. Mm-hmm. Yep. He stepped up again today in the first three minutes to get the goal that essentially killed the game within five minutes. Yeah, you know, yep. and he does this. He does this regularly when you need a big moment. McGregor does it, and you know, you look back to the the game last January, February against Rangers when he's given Barisic dog's abuse during the game. He's got that nasty
2: streak about him as well that sometimes goes unnoticed I like that in a player I really do Um, we've got Pigeon M coming in as well think Aberdeen goalie should get man of the match Um, well he was called into action a, a fair few times What was the story with uh, Kyogo? I felt that it was a bit mean-spirited by the Aberdeen players, you know, throwing the toys at the pram with Kyogo. How could you dislike this guy? (laughs) Um, But yeah, absolutely, I did notice that, Tam. And there's a few other points I want to bring up before the end of the show. Hatati is a £60 quid player now. I'm not going to knock that, Carol, right? I don't think there'll be a day in my lifetime that Celtic will ever have a £60 million sale but as we spoke about before, Frimpong went to uh, Bayer Leverkusen for, I think, 11 million quid. Was that about mm. the, the fee? Yeah, yeah I
3: think 11 million
2: And I'm now talking about him in, in the realms of 50 million pound players. So I don't disagree with Carol. I just, you know, I don't think it will be a 60 million pound sale from Celtic. If he was to progress the way that Van Dyke did when he went to Southampton or Frimpong did when he went to Bayer Leverkusen, absolutely. That's That is the kind of ballpark we're looking at. Kev, I just don't want to lose him. I I don't want to lose a I think that what I've seen of him is just, he's a sensational footballer. And I still think there's a wee bit in his tank that Ange can can tap into.
3: Aye, aye, he is. A sensational footballer. I think he can get better um, because he hasn't hit his peak yet. His prime years are 27, 28. He's still got a couple of years to go. He's still got some improvements to make. Sadly,
2: those were the days. Um, those were
3: the days. That was about twenty years ago for me. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, I'm just going to depress myself if I think back to those days with me. Um, but ah, he's uh, he's 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 never going to be a sixty million pound player while he's playing for Celtic, and that's a sad reality of of the game and where we're at. Mm-hmm. But Rio Hattaki just now, if he's playing in England, is a sixty million pound player potentially, or a 50. He's a 40, 50 million pound player because he's got the attributes to do it. It's just, it, he's playing in Scotland and we'll never get the money that we deserve, the money that we'd get if he's playing in a more high-profile league. Doesn't need to be playing for a bigger club than Celtic to be a 40, 50 million pound player. It's all about the league. I think you
2: know, so. The, the
3: the boy, the boy Mudrick, went for 100 million. Yeah. He was never uh, I'm not there. saying that... He wasn't a bad player. I'm not saying Hatate at the same level,
2: but if that's a barometer that you're going with, I know. not And who was he up against? Wednesday. He was up against Juranovic twice, right? Um, and I don't think Juranovic. People might point out the fact that he scored. He scored in both legs, didn't he, Um But Juranovic wasn't absolutely pasted by him. You know, there's a couple of times where he beat him for pace. Um, however the point i was about to make there on terms of, in terms of the values how we were valuing um juranovic you know leading up mm-hmm. to him leaving and what we actually got for him seven and a half and that that's a player who you know's got a bronze medal at the world cup and you think to yourself yeah we have had some big big sales in the likes of dembele and, and Tierney uh, and some others but you know, I think in, in total we ended up making about twenty million pound on Van Dyke with the sell-on and all that as well. But yeah, I don't disagree with Carl. I think it's a good point. He has shown us. He's shown us right now the same kind of quality that we were seeing with the aforementioned your Van Dyke and Frimpong and all these guys that went on mm-hmm. and are now in that bracket when they get sold on secondary, and then hopefully, hopefully, we get a wee bounce back on it as well. Pat McGuire mm-hmm. uh, training mm-hmm. session mm-hmm. today. For Sorry us, it's,
3: for it's all for us. It's all about getting the um, the sell on fee. That's mm-hmm. going to be massive. With any any sale that we make from now on. I'm trying to think as well how much Van Dyke went for. Was it well, about twelve we,
2: million. It was twelve million, we, and then I think we had a ten, a ten percent
3: on that. Uh, yeah. Was, so if Van Dyke went for twelve million five or six years ago, is it outrageous to
2: say that a player of Atati's ability is twenty million now? for us it's outrageous at all no I, I think you look at what we did with Dembele and Tierney you know uh, by the way th- let's stop talking about selling a tatty Kevin God almighty exactly exactly yeah, I hope to go before a cup final and here we go uh, we're, we're selling talk, we're not pick. no No, I, eight it's, eight million, broke, right. it's not happening Carol <laughs> no. Pat McGuire was a bit of a training session in the end I don't think Aberdeen are a great side I think they've gone through a a, a process whereby they've had that double done a bit a bit like Motherwell actually, Um, and for a while I thought a wee bit like Hibbs, where it's really not happened for two managers who have, you know, came in with all their own ideas and they've they've changed the personnel a fair bit and it's not happened once, it's not happened twice. Then they're looking at it going, how can we consolidate this with the the squad we've got? Um, The point was made on the radio as I was coming at the studio this morning by Tam Cowan, Motherwell fan, who confirmed that they are now paying off two managers. They're still paying the wages of two managers who they've just kind of sacked, um, no kind of. They have sacked two managers this season and they're still paying their wages. So that needs to come into the thinking. And it'll be a wee bit the same with Aberdeen. Uh, Cornelach's getting kind of urged to make an announcement. He's taking his time, at, well, obviously, because he's made two mistakes in a row and he needs to get it right third time round. They're not a great side part. And yeah, at times it did look as though it was a training session. But at the same time, yeah, our composure, our quality shines through in scenarios like that. Lucy also predicted 4-0, but I cheated. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's my level when it comes to predictions. I did cheat a wee bit. I, I changed it at halftime. Um, now, it's been a tremendous uh, chat, a great discussion with Kevin, as always. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved in the chat. How can you support Axel? Well, simply give us a thumbs up on the YouTube video. Give us a wee thumbs up. Um, make a comment if you want to after it's finished as well. Because comments and uh, likes, etc. Um, help the algorithm, that's what we want to see and you can also subscribe to the channel free um, and for the last two weeks and then next week we are giving away tickets for the um, the Vim Jansen tribute night, the, the 25th anniversary on the 12th of May at the Armadillo um, the full list of guests is still to be uh, announced by First Star but we've had Simon Donnelly Paul Lambert and Jackie Mack on the show, we're going to have another guest this week as well. Um, just by subscribing, you're going to a prize draw, you could win a couple of tickets for that. And brass neck, who won the, the VIP tickets, hasn't come back to me yet. So uh we might have to give the VIP meet and greet ones up next week as well. Uh, subscribe to the channel, um, give us a thumbs up. And uh obviously, with regards to the positivity that's flown through the axon bulletins right now, it's great. Um, so get on it on Monday because we will be back on Monday at 12.30 as always and all that's left for me to say is Kevin McCluskey thank you once again for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind